It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to the final episode for this week, week three in the National Football League of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and before we get to today's show, and we've got a jam-packed one, including Jack Del Rio and Landon Collins, we want to tell you this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, which is Sunday. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Guys, Pepsi, made for football watching? Go to madeforfootballwatching.com right now to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Ah, love Pepsi. Diet Pepsi specifically. Mmm, Diet Cherry Pepsi. Oh, just the best. Whew. Mmm, could use one right now. Gonna get one on my trip to Ohio. That's right, we are off to Canton, Ohio first, site of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Actually, my kids live there, as many of you might know. So I'm going to go spend some time with them this weekend and work a little uh, and then head up to Cleveland on Sunday morning for the Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns. That's right. Week three already of the NFL season is here and away we go. Coming up on today's episode, you're going to hear from Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator of the Washington football team. Also, Landon Collins, he was involved in that coverage bust, that communication issue on the DeAndre Hopkins opening touchdown. Uh, also had an interception, uh, which you know I probably gloss over. Uh, it was a very well, nice play from too deep. Um, so certainly that has to be factored into the mix. We will hear from both of those gentlemen. First, we get you an injury report through Thursday. Again, we try and get you the Friday information, but the best place for you to go get that would be uh, on SI.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621 or... Uh, I'll try and get it up as soon as I can at Locked WFT Pod at Locked WFT Pod. Um, but here's the injury report through Thursday, which gives you a pretty good indication. Ryan Kerrigan and Thomas Davis both did not practice on Wednesday. Both returned to full practice on 
Thursday. Meanwhile, Ryan Anderson did the same thing as well. He's dealing with a shin injury, did not practice Wednesday full on Thursday. Steven Sims did not work on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday. They were having some sort of issue with his shoe and his and his cleats and his apparel um, because he was right in front of me. Uh, not right in front of me, but maybe about 20 feet in front of me. So I couldn't exactly hear what he was saying uh, to trainer. It looked like Ryan Vermillion, uh, but they were working on his shoe and his sock and uh, trying to get a comfortable fit for him because he's dealing with a toe injury. So that would make some sense that obviously he uh, needs to make sure that he's not doing any further damage or anything like that. So that was Thursday. We'll see about uh, Friday after we record this um, and before we head up to Ohio. Morgan Moses went from limited Wednesday to DNP on Thursday. Now, Ron Rivera kind of explained this as, you know, he's going through the walkthroughs. That's why he was limited Wednesday, but he was a complete DNP listed on Thursday. So this is a situation that certainly warrants a lot of watching, considering that Cornelius Lucas is going to be the starting right tackle or the guy that's going to have to play if Morgan can't answer the bell and can't finish the game, or even if he's active, uh, on Sunday. Now, hopefully it's just a preventative type thing as opposed to a real thing. He seemed in jovial spirits, Morgan did, on Thursday riding an exercise bike, um, but... But you always want to be careful, and especially when you consider that part of his matchup is going to be to go against Miles Garrett. Meanwhile, for Cleveland on Thursday, Adrian Claiborne and Olivier Vernon did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday, so not trending in the right direction for them. Uh, as well, Jacob Phillips, a linebacker, did not practice either day. Now, Jack Conklin, and this was one that I was kind of hoping, not that I want anybody to be hurt, but that it would make it a little bit easier for Washington. Jack Conklin, their stud right tackle, he's been dealing with an ankle and a finger injury. He was limited on Wednesday, and he was full go on Thursday. So barring a setback, he's going to be there. Kelvin Johnson had a weird liver injury, like a splice spleen or something like that. He was limited on Wednesday, full go on uh, Thursday. So for Kevin Johnson, that's going to be interesting because he plays the slot and that's one of the areas that they are certainly shaky at. Uh, so getting him back would be a boost. Starting center and the president of the NFLPA, J.C. Treader, is limited both days dealing with a knee injury. Greedy Williams, who was a first round pick out of LSU two years ago, has been limited both days dealing with a shoulder uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Jarvis Landry was full go the last two days. Denzel Ward was added to the practice, uh, to the injury list rather. After not being there on Wednesday, he was limited with a groin injury on Thursday. And Mac Wilson, another linebacker, and especially important if Jacob Phillips is out, Mac Wilson, uh, who is coming back from a knee injury, was limited on both days. So that's your complete injury report for Washington and Cleveland for week three through Thursday. Again, you can get more details on Friday's injury report, SI.com, Washington football there. Uh, put it up on Twitter at WrestleMania 6 
to one. We'll have to wait until we talk to Ron Rivera uh, at about 1.30 or so Eastern time uh, for that information. And as well, um, you can uh, I'll try and retweet it on all the social medias at Locked uh, WFT Pod. At Locked WFT uh, Pod is a way for you to check that out. All right, when we come back, Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team after his defense got kind of bludgeoned in the desert. I'm Chris Russell. We're here for Visa. Help support your local businesses, guys, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and the community and they remember your order, and they call you by your name, that makes you feel good, right? They're always giving back, making a difference, helping somebody smile, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at a local business. And while you're there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the National Football League. All right, so we're approaching week three of the NFL season, but guys, it is not too late to get NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time. With NFL Game Pass, you can catch every snap with every game from full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, the crazy catches, the wild comebacks, and the breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league League's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides you access to the entire NFL Films archive. Guys, go right now. You won't be upset. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free seven-day trial today nfl game pass where football never stops all right it is chris russell with you right here on the locked on washington football team podcast as we take you home to week three kickoff one o'clock eastern time sunday afternoon in cleveland a game we will be at um so let's hear from jack del rio the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team as his team faces another challenge, but a much different one in Baker Mayfield and a strong running game instead of that Kyler Murray guy and Arizona and all the trouble he caused. Hey, Jack. uh, You guys as a defense get to see a little bit something different this week with um, Cleveland's running game. Just what stands out about that and then how kind of eager are you to see how your defense matches up maybe against a different style? Yeah, every week's a new set of challenges. Uh, you know, obviously they, they're they a very talented group, uh, big physical line, and uh, two backs that are that are rushing for a huge average. Uh, so they, they've, been, they've been very impressive with the way they've run the ball. And 
they've got a lot of talent uh, on the perimeter as well. You know, so they're they're um, yeah, they've got we've got some challenges, and uh, we're just preparing ourselves to go compete. Exactly. Ron's talked uh, this week and for a while now about the idea of patience for this year, including playing young guys and kind of letting them through work through some of their growing pains uh, throughout the season. What What's the challenge for you as a coordinator with that in mind when you're maybe trying to do certain things for that game, but you've also got to keep in mind the bigger picture of having some of the young guys kind of work through their uh, their issues? Yeah, well, to me, um, I'm trying to squeeze everything I can out of each and every rep. Um, I'm really not – coach has the eye for the future. I've got an eye on, like, right now. So we're, we're just trying to, you know, perform as well as we can each week. Um, each week, the new set of challenges, new, you know, new, new uh, schemes, new people that you've got to learn and understand their tendencies and their, their strengths and their weaknesses and, and then put a plan together and go, go attack them. So, you know, I, I, that doesn't really change in terms of, um, you know, looking at certain people. Or, yeah, we just we want to continue to, to grow. We're, we're a, a unit that's, um, look, I think we've got the ability to play at a high level and, and we expect to get that done. So, um, you know, just want to see growth, want to see consistency. And, um, you know, we're, we're getting good effort and, and we, need to, we need to clean, clean up some things. And, um, and that's what we're doing. You know, we're just teaching and developing and working with, with our guys. And we have to just have to do it at a higher level. And so, you know, I've got to coach it a little bit better. We've got to play it a little bit better. And that's, that's always the way that you feel and talk about coming off a loss. I feel exactly the same way coming off a win. You know, there were a lot of things that I felt that we had to improve uh, in week one and um, in week two, no different. And so looking forward to the next chapter. I'm curious, uh, I don't know what you want to tell us or can tell us on the, on the first touchdown there in the red zone, like Lance. And um, and Moreau had a little miscommunication, and were, were there other miscommunication issues? Maybe on the Isabella long bomb, it looked like he kind of just ran between the safety Apke and uh, and Moylan. Was there anything else that jumped out to you in that regard? Not not really. No, and I, I don't think it was a lack of communication. I just I just think we just didn't execute the way we need to. You know, so. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're always going to look to be at our best and performing at the highest level and, and um, taking care of business and playing fast and, and making those plays. So, you know, there are a couple that, that, uh, that weren't made that have been addressed and we'll clean them up and continue to grow. And, I, you know, that's, again, for as coaches, you know, we're, we're wanting to make sure we continue to teach and, and develop and, and create an understanding and, and so our guys can play faster and faster. Um, but the reality is, look, the other team's going to make some plays from time to time, and we'll we'll tip our hat to them, and then move on to the next play. So we're we're not going to dwell on um, negative things. We're going to correct, teach, and move on. Thank you. Let's go, Pete Haley, uh, same forty-eight, John. Hey, Jack. Earlier this week, Ron said that you guys had a conversation and were a little disappointed about how your defense played a little more tentative than they did in Week One. How do you get them back into that aggressive mindset moving forward? Not face Kyler Murray. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I just think, I think we were a little tentative. Uh, we understood the need to, um, you know, to, to not let him get out and, and run around. He still did get out and run around a little bit, um, you know. And so I, I just thought that we, 
left some things out there in, in terms of the, the approach we took um, and the concern we had and, and maybe didn't cut it loose enough. And um, so there, there's a responsibility. And, and when you're dealing with special talents like that, uh, you know, I, I talked to the guys, you know, we had a Barry Sanders rule. You can't relax until you're on the bus. I mean, it's just as part of the deal. And, and, and Kyler had some, some plays that were, you know, amazing plays on his part. And, um, and, and we just, and looking at it, thought that we weren't quite as aggressive uh, the way we need to be and want to be. And, um, and part of that was just maybe, you know, understanding what, what we had to get done and maybe, and maybe over um, committing to it, you know, kind of playing cautiously to make sure we had him contained. And, and um, so I, I think there were some opportunities to go a little more aggressively in terms of how we tackled him and how we, and how we rushed him. Hey, Jack, Ron and, and the defensive linemen have mentioned, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a difficult transition to go from that lateral style to, to the attacking style. I wonder, where do you think that, that they're at at this point and kind of where they're playing in, in terms of uh, their capability? Uh, we're doing some good things. We're doing some things we need to do better. Um, yeah, any, anytime there's a, there's a, uh, a change, there's, a, there's you know, going to be some learning that takes place. So I, I feel good about the way um, I think guys are understanding what we're looking for and we're, we're getting closer and closer, but it's an ongoing process. It's not like you arrive and it's perfect. You know, it's like, okay, we've got that figured out as you know, so there's always challenges. And so I, I, I feel like uh, we are um, getting a, a very firm grasp on exactly what we're looking for. And, and, um, and I think guys understand it. We, you know, we pride ourselves on teaching the details as a staff and, and then ultimately, it's up up to the players to be professionals and go attack it and go and go, you know, put their mark on it. So, you know, I talk a lot of times about with our guys, we're not painting by numbers. You know, we don't, you know, it's not like the ones get red and 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 yellow goes in the in the ones with two and, and and number three those get purple. Whatever. No, we're not painting. And then we can't go outside the lines. I think to me, it's a free flowing thing. Um, our guys understand or beginning to understand the, 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 what we're looking for in terms of anchor points and, and knockback and, um, and some of the things that we look for in, a, in an attacking 4-3 front. It, it sounds like this is not a major concern. Not at all. No, not okay. a major concern at all. No, it's, it's part of the natural growth and, um, you know, it's part of what we do. We just, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just part of the transition from 3-4 four to 4-3 was talked about. That's why I'm talking about it. Otherwise, I, I don't spend much time talking about it. We just, we do what we do. This is how we do it, and this is what we do, and this is what we expect, and get it done. You're professional. If you get it done and do it a lot and do it well, we'll get you on the field. If you don't, you're not going to play as much. So it's pretty simple. Thank you. You bet. Hey, Jack, John Kahn, ESPN. When you have you have you know, the young guys like Troy and Jimmy in the in the defensive secondary, obviously we can see big plays, whether good or bad. What are some of the little signs for you of progress that you have seen in, in the first couple of weeks? And what are the things that you you know that jump out to you? Yeah, as a group, we've um, we, we've done some really good things. I think. Um, you know, there's some there's some obvious issues where we want to you know clean things up, and we're working to do that. And um, sometimes people that look at the tape have a opinion, and it, it may not be it may not be exactly what it is being taught and what we're looking for from a scheme standpoint, from from a staff standpoint. So 
but we're looking to have clarity. Our, our guys understand uh, the issues that uh, that we've had and how we how we have the answers to and how we're going to play those things. And we, again, we look to improve as we go through the year. That's just you know teaching and coaching and 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 moving forward. And that's that's kind of how we address it. So. I think our I like our group. I like our guys. I like our defense. I, I like I like the people in the room. I think coaches and players. I think we've got a good group. And um, you know, uh, it'll start with me. I, I I'll do some things better and help help our guys, and and then everybody will do their part. So that's the way I that's the way I approach it. And also, I'm curious for you, calling a game on the road right now for a defense when there's no crowd. What kind does that give you an advantage at all, and what's what's that like compared to other years? I wouldn't say uh, it gives you any kind of advantage. I think, um, to me, you know, the whole league is is working through uh, this without fans, kind of this setting. I, I don't know that anybody is gaining an advantage. I think, you know, to me, you, you go out and you play, you compete. You, the difference is we don't have the the terrific fan interaction, you know, that's, that's the part I, I said last week, you know, that's the part I miss uh, a great deal. So uh, hopefully at some point here, we'll be able to get our fans back in, in the stadiums and, and uh, have that interaction that I think is, is so special. Hey, Jack, Rena Walker with The Athletic. I was curious, I, um, hey, I was asking Ron the other day, basically, how do you, you know, what do you do when you have a team like the Browns, we have the, you know, Baker Mayfield, you have the two running backs, you have two tight ends, the receivers. He basically said that somebody's going to end up beating you. Like you have to make a decision on which person you want to let go. As the defensive coordinator, how do you determine when there's so many options available, which person is going to get theirs, but the other people you're basically saying like, they won't get anything, but this group, like we can live with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, um, that we can quite eliminate people like that. I wish it were that easy, but I, I, I do think that, um, They've got a good group. They've got talent throughout the roster. Uh, they're running the ball at a really high level. They've got extremely talented receivers and, and, a, and a gifted quarterback. So this is a big challenge. So we're, we're looking forward to it. All right, that is a part of Jack Del Rio's time with the media from Thursday. We appreciate WashingtonFootball.com for sending that along. Um, and coming back, we will hear from Landon Collins. That's right, Landon Collins, starting safety, interception, but also was part of that first touchdown uh, miscommunication. So we'll see what he said about all of that and more. Guys, invest in your intuition. Use the promo code Locked On and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie that's right my bookie get there now this is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design the kind of experience you can only find in a lexus suv a feeling this empowering is invite only fortunately you're invited experience the versatility of the complete line of lexus suvs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the invitation to lexus sales event now through april 1st Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, we finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with Landon Collins, starting safety for the Washington football team. Uh, where, where do you guys feel you are in, in, in terms of getting to where you want to be as a defense? Um, we're getting very close. Um, we come out very fast. We come out faster. 
because once the game, once we get past, I think the first 15 plays, I think we kind of sell, you know, we get to playing the ball that we know we can play. So from there, I think it's, it's more of the fact that just coming out fast, very, very, very uh, prepared and ready to play. When, when a guy like uh, Troy Apke, you know, when, when there's a touchdown and he's near it, obviously Ron had talked about how that's not entirely his fault. But what, what do you tell him about shaking off those negatives and, and staying with it? Well, Troy is um is a, is a great, great, going to be a great player. Um, he's just learning. His first year really kind of starting um, and getting the, getting the logistics down. And um, he's still growing. So at the same time, I'm helping him out as much as I can. And um, he's got to be able to read and um, play great football from that point on. I mean, it goes hand in hand. It's just not his fault. Um, There's a lot of factors that could have went in of helping him and then him not being in those situations. And how do you how do you feel like um, you've played so far this year? I'm just doing my job to the best of my ability. And the plays that come to me just comes to me. And uh, that's what I'm trying to do. A couple times this year, uh, there's been a couple of big plays in the back end, kind of like we talked about already. How, at what point, like, how do you kind of decide, like, you, you got to tip your cap, like that was just a good play by the offense? And also like, oh, hey, here's something we got to we got to clean up. Um, if you get hit in the same play um, multiple times, that's something we have to clean up now. If they beat us in um, on a play we didn't we didn't see or didn't study, and you know, all they just made a good play, that's when you know you tip you take your head off, and it's, y'all got us on that one. But if it's a play that we constantly get beat on, then that's something that we have to fix in our end. Thank you. What, what's gonna be like? What's what's gonna be like going against Odell? Ah man, he Facetime me this morning. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be actually fun. Uh, miss my bro, but at the same time, when we on different sides right now, um, he's the enemy. <laughs> have, have, have you guys kept a relationship since not being always, in here? Always, yeah, always. When we in California, same thing. When he's out there, I go visit sometimes. When the same time we meet up in uh, different places, so it's crazy. Hey, Landon, and John Kime, John John ESPN with Odell. What is it from you've gone up against an impression of that, but what is it from an opposing perspective that you say you gotta watch out for this with Odell? He's a great, great talented athlete, uh, phenomenal, like just when the ball is in his hands, you can do whatever. So at the end of the day, you just gotta keep an eye on him or keep an eye on him and make sure that um we just don't let him beat us deep. He's the deep threat. Um he can go get the ball, he's gonna go attack the ball and make the big plays. Hey, and also with with because there are no fans in the stands right now, as a defensive player in the secondary, has it helped your game at all as far as being able to communicate? How has it changed maybe how you go about things back there? Honestly, it helped a lot because honestly, I could get more uh more stuff out to my DBs. Um, because I, I study a lot. So when I see something, when I see information, when I see a guy line lined up in certain positions and stuff like that, I could get the get to my DB or my linebacker. Hey, look for this, or this is about to happen, and we could be on the same page and, and stop a big play. Landon, and right now you're working with a lot of younger guys, less experienced guys, um, especially with Kendall out. Do you do you like that role? Do you like taking on, um, you know, helping these younger guys develop while also, you know, handling your own game? And I mean, I'm, I've been doing it since I came into the league. Uh, honestly, it just it just comes with the territory. Uh, just making sure everybody's on the on the same page. And if um, if anything, like I said, with with uh, with no fans, it helps me be able to communicate with them even more, so they can see things before the play even starts. So yeah, it does. And Landon, uh, we always hear the tangible benefits of, the, of having a, a strong defensive line. And obviously the line this year has been pretty potent for you guys. What are some of those 
tangible differences you're you're seeing this year that maybe you hadn't uh, last year with what that line can do for you? I just think it's just the front, it's the scheme of the defense that's helped the line out with them guys just be able to play one gap and not have to be able to hold him and double team and all the time. We get in the line, the uh, offensive line off of them as quick as possible as guys in the box. So I think that just being able to play that gap and be able to shed and make a tackle is making it much easier for us. Is there anything like for you specifically when you're, whether you're lined up more in the box or in the, in the back middle that you're kind of seeing the benefits of because of what they're doing? Yeah, it's actually because I just I have to really play off my D line. So really knowing where their line, where their line is at, where they're supposed to be at, what gap they have, and what the gap they're controlling it helps me out a lot. Because now I could play with different leverages, different schemes, and um, and different body movements when I go into the box. Landon, when when the opposing team has like a good running game and, and two good running backs, like like this team does, does does that excite you? Does that get you up a little bit more for this game, or or am I making too much of it? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think you, if you ask the lineman, then I think that'd be more of a question they ask. Um, you know, I'm a DB. I want to get some, um, some some action in that, in that pass area. But at the same time, yeah, I love to tackle and I love to be in the box with those guys and make those plays. I mean, I maybe get a 12, 12 tackle game this week. So we'll see. Uh, going back to uh, Apke and, and Cameron Curl and these young guys, what is it you see in them? And, and I guess what Coach, Coach Rivera sees in them as well that, that leads you guys to believe these are guys who are going to put it, put it together once they get the time on the field? Um, that they continuously try to correct the mistakes that they make and not try to get beat by the same things they've got beaten by before. And then they, they're in their books. They're in their books very hard. They come out to the field very prepared and um, ready to play. So that's I think that's the biggest take back from that. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Have yourselves a great weekend. Again, we'll see you Sunday afternoon from Cleveland, Ohio. Browns, Washington football team, week three, kickoff at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms. We'll have complete coverage for you from there as well. And a new episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast on Sunday evening. I'm Chris Russell. Have a great weekend. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.